Today's episode looks at two separate but connected topics. The first, I mentioned this several times, the inklings and following them and how they can lead to you don't know what, but they're often a good idea to follow, especially if you are on a new path or kind of trying to get to a new place. As you know, that's what I'm up to these days. And I was reading a fantastic book. I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again in passing and hopefully eventually do a dedicated episode or (laughs) it might be several. We'll see. Uh, The book called One from Many. The subtitle is Visa and the Rise of the Chaotic Organization by D. Hawk. Published in 2005 and never heard of, like, I've never heard of in modern day, don't hear anyone talking about DHOC, but they should be. Is uh, has a lot of wisdom from this guy. Uh, he also has a Twitter account and has, he shares little things um, fairly frequently that are thought provoking. Anyhow, I'm reading this book. It's triggering all these different things around open source software development and uh, the idea of an entity or system being in place where there isn't one person or thing that's ultimately in charge and how that can successfully work and how uh, he and this group of people came up with this idea for Visa, the credit card clearing company. Uh, Apparently it's an extremely large and successful organization, but it's privately, I don't even know if it's privately, it's a very, you'd have to read the book to to get the whole gist of it, Uh, but it's a membership organization and uh, just a lot of similar things from open source, meritocracy, uh, kind of built-in checks and balances. It's this idea that you can have chaos and that chaos isn't necessarily a bad thing and that kind of inherent in the chaos can be some sort of order or enough order. Which if you know anything about my mission statement, those two words are in it. So anyway, I'm reading this book and I'm racking my brain and I'm thinking, who could I talk to about this book? Who, who should read this book that hasn't? This all happened. This stuff that happened in this book happened in the late sixties, early seventies. And here, open source comes along in, what, the 90s? 20 years later. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, did did any of these guys talk to each other? And so I'm racking my brain as to who I can talk to, and I think of someone, or, you know, and that would jive with the message of it, and I think, I think of someone that I worked with. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they'd have some insights. I wonder if they've read this, if they'd be curious to read it. And then I just, I don't know, I was just thinking of some other things and, you know, they'd been at Red Hat for a long time. So have I kind of watched things change and evolve. And I thought, well, I haven't talked to him in probably five years or more, uh, maybe even eh, probably five or six years. But I thought, well, he knows who I am. Who cares? Um, I'll reach out to him and see if he wants to have a conversation. So this is like, Right after my my morning routine, current ritual, current emphasis on current because I think it's about to change. Uh, but anyway, right now it's uh, make a cup of coffee and then read a book for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Anyway, so I was reading the chaotic, I'm sorry, one from many. 
and drinking this great cup of coffee and thinking, oh, I should talk to this person. I should set up an appointment with him. So I'm not much of a drinker, but I think this is my version of drunk dialing. <laughs> you know, I guess where you, you, know, you make phone calls when you've had a little too much to drink because you have these great ideas. Well, sometimes I think after that cup of coffee, I kind of feel like Superman. It's like, oh, I can take on the day. I have all these ideas. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes I don't know. So this one just seemed really great. So I just fired off an email to this person and said, hey, let's get on the phone. Are you around? When's a good time to talk? And they wrote back and said, oh, yeah, sure. Love to talk. Uh, busy this week, but let, you know, let's get in touch. We'll figure something out. So a couple of days later, I started thinking, I was like, what was I thinking? I set up this meeting with this person that, like, what are we going to talk about? I, it's like, was this just the dumbest idea I've ever had? Oh, no. Well, got to go forward with it. I had this inkling that I should talk to this person. I'll just do it. So five minutes before the call, nothing's changed. I've sketched out like a question or two or some things I want to bounce off them, but I don't really have a clear sense as to why I'm even, why am I doing this? Where is this going? And so we get on the phone and we have a fantastic conversation. In the midst of this conversation, something that practice in coaching and it that actually works in all areas of life, which is self-management. So about mm, 10 minutes into the conversation, we're having a good conversation and the conversation started to run out of gas, or at least it did for me. I have no idea what was happening for them. And I had an oh, like, oh no, what are we going to talk about? What's it? And I just thought, just be, just be in the moment, be totally tuned in to what they're saying. Stop, stop focusing on yourself and what are you going to say and how can you ask a good, just, Focus on the other person. And when a question is meant to come, it will. And you know what? It did. It totally did. I don't remember what it was, but we talked for a solid 30 minutes. And at the end of the call, we came up with some ideas. And I got inspired by some things that I hadn't thought of as it related to expanding the direction and reach of people that I could work with. And it got me fired up. And I thought, but I never had these thoughts if I hadn't had this conversation with this person. So it just all comes back to my whole notion of having conversations with people, even on the thinnest of reasons or excuses. I don't think I had excuses in this case. I think I had some pretty good reasons. But it built, it really built an interesting bridge. So I sent this, so I sent this person an email afterwards thanking them for their time and a couple other things. I don't remember what I said, but one of the last things I shared was, oh, hey, here's a little bit more about what I'm up to. And I linked to my beliefs page, which if you want to check it out, it's johnpolster.com slash beliefs. And I just linked it to him and sent it to him and didn't, I just thought, oh, that's the end of it. Well, he wrote right back and said, hey, do you care if I share this with people? Well, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's why I created it. So yes, definitely share it. So they so they put it on Twitter and a few people did and dug into it and just kind of expanded my message a little bit. And then a few days later, I was talking to have another conversation with a friend about, um, no, it was Stephen Worley over at Life Skills That Matter. And we were talking about what we believe and what do we know and what that in a lot of businesses today, 
uh, solo business, entrepreneurship. And I think this can also apply in corporations in a much bigger way than people realize. People are buying us. So yeah, in a corporate setting, if you're doing something for another department, is someone buying you? No. But they're buying you in the sense that you want to build a good relationship with them so that they will buy into what you need to do and what you're about. And nothing is worse than than not being able to to buy into another person. So what's intriguing me about this thing is the power. I don't know that I've ever created something so simple that seemed to have such deep resonance with people. I'm speculating on a few of the reasons why here, but I think they're true. And then, so I'm going to go into that a little bit and then I'm going to just go through my little process. And if you want to create your own beliefs, your own statement of beliefs, I would highly encourage you to do it. It's, I've had more than one person tell me, wow, that was super inspiring. That was super clarifying. That was super fun. Even though several people haven't posted them anywhere, it's just for themselves. And it can be for yourself. But if you've got a website or a blog or anything, I highly encourage you to create a new page called Slash Beliefs. So why is, why, why is it that these belief statements are so powerful? I think that, I believe that why they're so powerful is that it's a very clear and direct way of stating what you stand for. And I think that we are attracted to people that stand for stuff. Now, there's probably people that stand for stuff that you don't agree with, My guess is you still respect them on a certain level because of their convictions and their passion for what they believe. But have you ever been totally drawn to or resonated with someone that didn't stand for anything? My guess is no. I can't think of anyone that I have. So on that note, if you aren't sure what you believe, which is one of the reasons I recommend the little exercise, I'm going to go through it a little bit, how can anyone take you seriously? How can anyone want to, you know, hitch their wagon to where you're going if they don't really know what you stand for and maybe they're not really clear where you're going because it's not really clear what you stand for? I think what's also interesting is to think of people that are very successful and to reflect on what you think they believe. So if you pick like a Bill Gates, it's obvious he has some pretty strong beliefs around making the world a better place, whether it be people, and I think he's doing stuff around uh, different vaccines and diseases. So my guess is he has a pretty high belief around human life. Now, there's also some intersection here. I hadn't thought about this before I started, but I think there's also some pretty good intersection between what we believe and what we value. And I would definitely like to do a series of these talks around values, what they are, how to really dig them up for yourself, and how when we live in accordance or alignment with them, life goes so much better. Some other people I thought of were like, say, Michael Jordan. For Michael Jordan, I, I make up uh, that he believes that, you know, hard work is worth it, uh, considering his, you know, where he came from and uh, kind of a late start, not a late start to basketball. My understanding is he was not one of the uh, first round draft picks and that, you know, his, while he has natural talent per se, he also practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. 
So I may have some of my sports facts that are wrong, but that's that's my basic understanding of him. <laughs> Maybe we got that wrong. And then uh, another one I make up, Barack Obama, that he has, uh, I would say that he, based on his actions and what I can make of him, he he has a he believes that other people should be treated with dignity and respect. So back to this idea that as entrepreneurs or solo business owners, people are buying us, getting really clear who we are and being able to say that in a way that's more than just sound bites and what everyone else is saying. In other words, getting down to the level of detail that say like my beliefs page says. My hunch is there's a lot of things there that people read and agree with, but when they but if they were to write out a similar page for themselves, the amount of overlap probably wouldn't be that great. There would be some overlap, but my hunch is their page is going to be uniquely unique, which I guess is redundant for them. So if we're getting really clear on who we are, that's essentially the what of what people are buying. They're buying us. And so the more clear we can be about who we are, the clearer we are to others as to what they are buying, what they're getting. The essence of what I'm trying to say here, and I, again, as repeating is, I don't think nobody wants to buy someone to quote, buy someone that doesn't stand for something. So if you don't know the first thing about me. So you've never listened to a podcast. You've never read anything that I've written. You don't know the first thing about me, but all you know is I do coaching, consulting, and mentoring. Why are you going to pick me? If you don't know anything about me and you know something about other people that do the same thing or whatever, the chances aren't that high. So that's actually one of the reasons I do this podcast. Not the That's not the primary reason, but it's definitely a good byproduct. People hear my voice. You can tell the things that I'm interested in based on the enthusiasm with which I talk about them. You can tell the trend and the kind of thread that runs throughout the topics that I like to talk about. That helps you identify... Th- as to with me as to whether you're, you know, one of my people. Do you do you think some of the same ways? Have you had some of the same experiences? Have you reached some of the same conclusions? Okay, so you're totally sold on this idea of creating a belief statement. What should I do? How should I go about it? So here's what I recommend. The most important part is to really commit to doing this. And by committing to do it, I mean you're gonna put in the time, you're gonna do it for a specific period of time or until you get to a certain point. So my first suggestion would be block out 30 minutes. 30 minutes of distraction-free time. Nobody in your family is going to interrupt you or need something from you. Nobody at work is going to come in your door or find you or whatever. Set a timer if you have a hard stop at the end so that you know you you move on if you need to. But I recommend really committing to doing this for some period of time, whether it's working through a particular book or something, but have some measure of this is how long I'm going to do it for and then do it. And then stealing from some writing book I read or heard somewhere, commit to being distraction free. So you're sitting in a chair or standing if you like to stand and write, and you're only doing those two things. You're either doing nothing or you're writing or you're reading, but you're, you're not checking email. You're not checking the news. You're just focused on this. 
And I guarantee that there will be moments of flow where stuff will just come and there'll be other moments of, oh, I have nothing to say. I don't believe anything. What's wrong with me? You know, whatever your narrative is for things like that. So just expect that it's going to come be with it. And I promise if you hang in there and you follow some of this, follow some of my suggestions here, I think you'll come out with something pretty cool. So before you get started, also gather some books or resources that really resonate with you and really inspire you. I'm thinking here could be, maybe it's a nonfiction book, a business book. Um, an example might be this book I mentioned originally, one from many. It's kind of a dense book, so it would be a little harder to pick things out of. Maybe it's a a book that's specific to your industry or gives best, best practices. It could be, you know, maybe one of those more reflective books about how to live a good life or something like that that you can flip through. And uh, for some people, it might be a religious text, uh, the Bible, or or maybe it's a book that you return to often. So in my case, I took one of uh, the coactive coaching book that my coaching training was based around because it's just steeped in different principles and different ideas, many of which, not surprisingly, I really resonate with. So have those things ready. Also recommend a glass of water or something to drink. Snacks if you need them. Put your phone in airplane mode or turn it off. And there's even some study I heard of recently that said having your phone in another room also kind of frees up some creativity. So get that thing out of here. You don't need it right now. Close the door, block out the distractions, and then a blank document. Uh, that could be a Word doc. It could be a piece of paper. If you're so inclined, as I know I am and some of my listeners, I like text editors. So for me, that's Vim because it's distraction-free. There's not even a mouse involved. It's just me and the keyboard. And then what I, did, what I like to do is at the very top of the document, just write, I believe, in really bold letters, big letters, and then dot, 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 and then just start some bullets going. And just type and hit return and type and hit return. And there's just no, it's not a race. It's just whatever's comes. Some of them, I probably wrote down three or four just off the top of my head. And then I flipped through this book. I flipped through some different chapters and um, they were talking about values and listening and different things. And, and all of a sudden different, I just kept asking myself, yeah, what do I believe? What do I believe? Do I believe? Oh, I totally believe that. Write it down. Same idea, if there's a book of the Bible or a passage or something that really speaks to you, my hunch is there's some real solid principles in those chapters that form your beliefs. What I think is important here, though, is that these really are things that you believe to your core. Not something that you're taking on faith, you think it's probably true, but you're not sure. Mm, I think this can be much more powerful when it's just a list of the things that it's just, I believe that I am sitting in this chair talking to you through this microphone. There's not a shadow of doubt in my mind that's what's going on here. So just start writing, just start writing down, writing down. And, um, and it could be that you want to do this over a series of days. I think I came up with 112 of them 
over the course of three or four days uh, writing and kind of flipping pages 15 or 20, 30 minutes a day. So after I got to that step, again, it was just a really rough draft, just collection of everything that would just come out of my head. And and also, if you kind of tuck this idea in the back of your head as you're going throughout your day, my hunch is they will pop up everywhere if you're just remotely on the lookout for them. So it could be you go to a meeting and the meeting starts 15 minutes late and that irks you. That's, that's also, it's always a great place to look, by the way, with if it's personal values or this kind of stuff. If something's irking you, there's something on the opposite side of that that probably is telling you something. So if the meeting stops, starts 15 minutes late and it totally irks you, my hunch is you believe that all, in my case, I believe all meetings should start on time. So that one just popped out. Or uh, maybe in the meeting, uh, people are disrespectful towards each other. And maybe what comes out of that for you is I believe everyone should treat each other with respect or respect is really important to me. Or, you know, just, just be on the lookout for these things. I promise they'll show up if you're just kind of open and staying loose and just kind of seeing what's out there. So the next thing I did was I took these 112 things, I printed them all out, and I just kind of spread them out. And I went through them and I just kind of circled the ones I liked and I grouped some and I rewrote others and basically put that into a second document. And I narrowed that down to probably 30 or 40. And once I had those 30 or 40, I printed those out with some spacing in between them and I cut them. I cut them up and uh, printed them and then cut them up like with, on a paper cutter. So I just had these little strips of paper and then I put those down on my desk and I just started ordering them. So that there's so if you kind of read the one that I have, there's there's somewhat of a flow to it. There's it doesn't completely perfectly flow, but there's a there's a definite, you know, one more often than not, one leads into the next or one leads into another. So I put all these strips of paper down on the desk. I organized them in an order that made a lot of sense to me. And then I rearranged them in the dock, put them up on my web page, and there you have it. So I would love to see your beliefs. Do you have them written down? And if so, point me to a web page, send me a link, or send me a picture of them, or whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, and on the note of pictures, one of the things I would like to do with the web page I have is make that thing look pretty in some way. I don't know if I'm going to do it on Canva or hire a graphic designer or if there's some artists out there listening that have some easy ideas on how I could turn this into something pretty. I'm not very artistic, uh, but I'm open to suggestions or ideas or maybe even a collaboration. So, um, Send it to me. I'd be totally curious to see it. And I would love to hear what you learned through the process about yourself. And then I would also encourage you to take that extra step to share it with other people. You might be surprised, as I have been, how strong and how positive the responses are. I believe these things are inside all of us. It just can take a little bit of time to unearth them and get them out. And just in closing, if this is something that you work on and you just don't make the progress that you want to make, maybe, you, maybe you're maybe kind of coming to the startling 
conclusion that you're not sure what you believe or that you don't believe very much or you're confused or, well, whatever the case may be. If it doesn't have this positive, amazing outcome that I'm describing, drop me an email. Let's get on the phone. Let's talk about it. Let's explore. Don't charge. Just let's let's get on the phone and, and talk about what you found and or not found and uh, what, what you might want to do from there. Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. Send your questions, ideas, or a simple hello to podcast at johnpolster.com. Want to stay up to date on new episodes and receive notifications of upcoming events? Register your email address at johnpolster.com slash updates. <laughs>